Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live. Talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hello and welcome to the fourth day of September 2019. Uh, Just you and me today uh, talking about, well, some of it's up to you. Uh, Most of it, I guess, is up to me. I just want to double back for a second to uh, how I started the show yesterday talking about how my most of my life is obliterated from my memory. Um, I I literally don't apparently remember much of anything. (laughs) Even when people send pictures of me at a event that one would think you would remember, doesn't jog anything. And this is one of the frightening things about uh, aging that you you know with aging you lose things there's a aging is a process of 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 loss in some ways not all but uh you know of, of losing sometimes strength of uh, losing um, acuity of of losing memory of losing friends of losing uh, one's health uh, vigor all that kind of stuff suppleness of one's skin Um, and I I have always had a real memory problem so that so much so that I mean even 30 years ago before I was technically old uh, if I was reading a book that I just loved I would say to somebody I'm reading the greatest book what is it the person will say and I would not know the title. Who wrote it, they would say. Uh, so, names, titles, even faces, events have never had much sticking power in my head, which is an, strange, I think. Uh, Mary, to make me feel better, wrote uh, that she was amused by the story I told yesterday about being a bridesmaid and having no recollection of it. And she says, I can't remember anything either. For example, I cannot read a book very much in advance of my book club or I will forget the whole damn thing. (laughs) Right! So, strangely, because I hadn't mentioned this to my brother, but he sent out to everyone in his family, and my brother, uh, among the many books he has written, uh, one is about the loss of aging, uh, related to aging, and it's called Losing It. And he wrote that many years ago now, when he could already tell he was not as sharp or... Uh, whatever. So this is this is something that I guess you know we all think about. So he sent me and his children and Susan and others this this poem by um, Billy Collins, who uh, was uh, for the early part of this century, I believe, the uh, poet laureate. And uh, Billy Collins wrote a poem that's just lovely called Forgetfulness. <clears throat> and, and I'm just going to share it with you because it, it dovetails with my story of yesterday, Mary's uh, response, and, uh, and now this. Forgetfulness. The name of the author is the first to go followed obediently by the title, the plot, the heartbreaking conclusion, the entire novel, which suddenly becomes one you have never read, (laughs) never even heard of. As if, one by one, the memories you used to harbor decided to retire to the southern hemisphere of, of the brain, to a little fishing village where there 
are no phones. Long ago you kissed the names of the nine muses goodbye and and watched the quadratic equation pack its bag and and even now as you memorize the order of the planets something else is slipping away a state flower perhaps the address of an uncle the capital of Paraguay whatever it is you are struggling to remember it is not poised on the tip of your tongue or even lurking in some obscure corner of your spleen it has floated away floated away down a dark mythological river whose name begins with an L as far as you can recall well on your way to oblivion where you will join those who have even forgotten how to swim how to ride a bicycle no wonder you rise in the middle of the night to look up the date of a famous battle in a book uh, on war no no wonder the moon in the window seems to have drifted out of a love poem that you used to know by heart Billy Collins forgetfulness Aaron uh, writing hey <laughs> are a lot of people aware there's a show on Fridays even though I'm not doing it I keep forgetting myself might be a good idea to mention it oh you're so I forgot thank you for reminding me and Aaron says they've been good oh that's wonderful so since I abandoned uh, this Friday slot um, the folks who labor in there uh, who put out Pittsburgh City paper decided they'd grab it and uh, different reporters writers whatever have been taking that hour and uh, and going to town with it so you would be according to Aaron well advised to check it out uh, I know it's a bunch of smart wonderful people back there and so it I give it a shot okay I don't what are they calling it are they calling it anything in particular city paper live okay so on Fridays uh, when I am you know s sleeping late uh, they are holding down the fort and yes of course I should have mentioned it but taken Billy Collins as my uh, as my excuse I forgot okay all right well oh God um I don't know jeez <laughs> uh, so Great Britain is showing the what happens when the parliamentary system goes kaplooey we're showing what happens when a representative democracy that doesn't pay attention to how its elections are funded and things like that goes awry it just seems like uh, governments in general are not are not functioning I love the fact that at least in England the um, some members of the ruling party the conservative party unlike the Republican Party which rules on our shores uh, they stood up to their own Prime Minister Boris Johnson and actually um, cut the rug out from under him essentially yesterday in his first appearance as Prime Minister um, in in Parliament uh, and and it's, it's so 
because of the system there, I mean, one of his people, which gave him and his party the majority in in uh, the House, I guess in the House of Commons, yeah, just stood up and literally walked across the aisle right in front of him and sat down next to the head of a of another party, th- thus placing himself um, in that party. Uh, it was wonderful. And then he was joined by a, a number of other uh, conservative uh, renegades who defied their, their chosen leader, a prime minister, the Trumpian Boris Johnson, and I, I was heartened to see that they apparently have uh, um, amongst their numbers um, some people of courage and people who put Thank their you for calling, calling country host and above line. their Please own enter your- ambition. That cannot be said, enter your of course, here. Number. For the Republicans who aid and enable out of Welcome, sheer host. cowardice. You are now and in the host room and can manage your callers from concern. the Collins Studio web interface. Um, the president. Ugh. I mean, one of them was even Winston Churchill's grandson. Winston Oops. Churchill's grandson. Um, who has been thrown out. Uh, once they they voted against him, they were thrown out of the party, disowned. So Boris Johnson taking on this sort of autocratic uh, posture that Donald Trump prefers. And um, I guess sort of being papal in his excommunication <laughs> of certain members of his party who who got in Thank his way. Thank you for calling Colin Studios host and call screener line. But as I said, it was a better show than Enter your six digit pin what number. we are seeing in our own uh, government. Oh, God. Welcome, host. You are now in the home and can manage your callers from the Colin Studio web conservative interface. lawmakers. And many of them ex-cabinet members. Uh, Threw them out. Good for them. Okay, speaking of things uh, political, I want um, to alert you to something that's going on right now. that we should all be very, very concerned about. I keep seeing things that say that this in 2020, the presidential election, it could be that four states, just four states, given that stupid electoral college and other things, that just four states will decide whether or not Trump is sent packing. And they are the three states that were responsible for giving the Republicans and this buffoon the White House. And they are, of course, our own Pennsylvania, my home state of Wisconsin, Michigan, and the fourth state that keeps getting put into the mix is Florida. Now, this is, um, I mean, that it would come down to those four states is just somebody's reading of the tea leaves at this point. I don't know that that's true. But all of us have our own bailiwicks and our own states to be concerned about. And the thing we've talked about before, knowing that the Russians messed with our electoral process uh, and did so because they wanted to deny Hillary Clinton the White House. They didn't want her there. 
they much preferred uh, this idiot Donald Trump, of course, a useful idiot Donald Trump. And uh, through the, their, by, because of their help, because of uh, Americans' unseriousness, um, their wish came true. But knowing that the Russians interfered, our country has done next to nothing. And that's because we understand that the president let anyone even talk about it suggests that somehow he doesn't belong in the White House and wouldn't have gotten there without the Russian help. His fragile ego standing in the way of us securing our voting system. The other thing, of course, is that the federal government does not really oversee how we vote. That devolves to the states, and then the state kicks it down to counties. I don't know how many counties there are in the United States of America, but stop and think about it. <laughs> there are a ton. Thousands. And each one of these, a separate jurisdiction that decides on its own what kind of voting machinery it'll have, who is in charge of it. Probably most counties. What am I being told here? Somebody's got a problem. My call screener setup system is interrupting the show. You did fix it? Okay. Yeah, Milton is saying it seems all clear now. God, I hate this piece of shit. Excuse me. Um, <clears throat> okay. So, we here in Allegheny County are actually under an order to change our, our machines. And that is a result of the last presidential election. Um, the state of Pennsylvania, in settling a lawsuit after the last presidential election, uh, directed every county in the state to ensure that their voting system has a paper trail. And that has to be in place by the 2020 primaries. Um, we don't have that here in Allegheny County yet. Uh, we vote... And who the hell knows if your vote was ever accurately counted? And there's no way of knowing. No way of knowing. This lawsuit, by the way, came about because when Trump supposedly won, uh, and won by just this sliver of electoral votes and a sliver of actual votes uh, in Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan, uh, the campaign of Jill Stein... Uh, sued and uh, demanded a recount. Um, and because of that suit, and because Pennsylvania was really unable to audit its vote, thus we now, in every county here, um, have got to have voting equipment that leaves a paper trail. <clears throat> uh, by the way, there are 3,007 counties in the United States, 64 parishes, I guess are those all in Louisiana, 19 organized boroughs, 41 independent cities, and District of Columbia. 
which I guess you add up all that stuff and you get 3,142 voting entities in the 50 states. And some of them are poor as can be. So for them to have to throw out the voting system they have and come up with something in time that is verifiable, you know, God help them. Um, and especially given the fact that the Trump administration is not inclined to uh, be helpful in this regard. But I do want to tell you that there was a meeting, that a committee was set up here in Allegheny County to look into what machinery. Uh, when you vote in 2020, if you live in Allegheny County, you will not be voting on the machinery you've been voting on for the last 15 years. because they're crap. So there is a search committee out there, and they issued an initial report, I believe last week, uh, about the nine voting systems from four co companies that have they have looked at as possible replacements. Uh, some paper-based, some computer-based. But here's the thing. And here's the other thing about the absurdity of having over 3,000 little voting entities all with their own systems. And how vulnerable, how vulnerable do you think the majority of those little county systems are to Russians bent on getting into them? Eh? You think they got cybersecurity experts in Podunk County, Utah? I don't think. But here's the thing, and we know this about Allegheny County. Allegheny County is broken up into so many little bailiwicks, so many... Uh, different uh, boroughs and, uh, and towns and, and, and others that each of which has candidates, right, uh, for supervisors or school boards or dog catcher or whatever, that the reality is is that any system that is purchased by Allegheny County has to be able to handle, where did I see it? It's something like, it's literally thousands, thousands of different races. A normal county would have what? I don't know, 20 races? 25? In Allegheny County, there are thousands and most of the systems that are out there can't handle it. We are broken up in this one stupid county into so many little fiefdoms with a few people in them. We have 43 school districts in Allegheny County. Any voting system that we purchase has got to accommodate literally thousands of election contests. And some of them can't do it. So there was a meeting uh, August 30th uh, when people could, uh, you know, speak and be heard about it. And an awful lot of people did show up and voice their concerns. The This decision is going to be made relatively quickly. Uh, there is one company that is like the leader in this country for uh, voting machines. It's called uh, Election Systems and Software, ES and S. 
it appears to be the only system that did meet all of Allegheny County's requirements, able to handle all of these idiot contests and candidates and every little bailiwick and uh, crossroads. ES&S, though, has a very spotty history. ES&S is also a big player in terms of lining politicians' pockets. God. Everywhere you turn, the potential for corruption of our vote is amazing. Pennsylvania's Auditor General, Eugene D. Pasquale, uh, last February reported that officials in 18 of Pennsylvania's counties had been on the receiving end of money, 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 and nice gifts from ES&S and another one of the voting companies, Dominion. Allegheny County does not appear to be one of them, if everybody's telling the truth. Um, the only thing that is secure is a paper ballot. And that's the truth. A paper ballot. Uh, and I really think, myself that they should, we should turn down all of these friggin' companies and do things like we used to. I am increasingly feeling that technology is unsecurable. And I don't trust it. And knowing that the hackers have already had a field day and perhaps given us Donald Trump, I sure as hell want to make sure my vote counts next time around. And I will wait patiently while they count the ballots by hand. I want to put an X with my own hand down. Back to the future. That's where security lies. Not in any of these frigging systems. Uh, I, I, I just don't know. So anyway, the next meeting, and they're probably going to be voting on it now, uh, and, and it will be decided this month what we're going to uh, vote on. Let me make sure I give you the information. So if you want to show up, you will be there. Um can I find it? Uh, I can't. If somebody has that information, send it to me because I am coming up empty. Um, sorry, I thought I had it here. Here's the other thing, you know, when you buy these machines, they you, they cost a lot of money, and they cost like $24, $25 per voter. A hand-marked paper ballot system would cost less than half of that. What, for papers and pencils? I don't know. Um... A hand-marked ballot is definitely the way to go. And I am, you know, I am not alone in, in, uh, in thinking that. So anyway, uh, there it is, September 9th. Thank you so much. At the county courthouse at 4 p.m. September 9th. What's that? Next week. Monday. They're going to decide. I I don't want any of these jerks uh, computerized things. I just want, give me a piece of paper. 
seriously, give me a piece of paper. So the Board of Elections will hold, uh, yes, 4 p.m. September 9th in the Gold Room. Uh, and a vote to select the system will likely be at that meeting. Just a heads up. Um, excuse me, I'm responding to some email. Also, and I'll try to get to the bottom of this, Kurt. I appreciate you sending me this because I did not know it. Apparently, we will have a ballot question, a cons proposed uh, constitutional amendment uh, that we're going to be voting on. And... Um, it reads thusly, I have seen nothing about it myself, but it has to do with crime victim rights. So this is about giving the victims of crime more standing than they have. I remember being stunned when it occurred to me that the victim of a crime has really no standing at all in the court. I mean, none. Um, the people that have standing, I, that, that are there and can argue for themselves, are the state or the DA representing the government. And supposedly, by virtue of being the prosecution, you know, looking for justice for the victim. But the victim does not have a place at the table. Uh, and then, of course, the defendant has a place. So here's a proposed uh, change to the Pennsylvania Constitution. Um, the ballot question is, shall the Pennsylvania Constitution be amended to grant certain rights to crime victims, including to be treated with fairness respect and dignity, well, who's against that one? Huh? Oh, we're all for that. Including to be treated with fairness, respect, and dignity. Oh, well, no, right there. Let's say you're a rape victim. Would that uh, prevent the defendant's attorney from questioning the victim, who would be the only other witness, usually, to the crime um, in certain ways, probably. Okay, so I, I'm just reading to you. Including to be treated with fairness, respect, and dignity. Also that their safety, the victim's safety, would be considered in bail proceedings. Now, we are moving increasingly in criminal justice reform to no bail uh, as much as possible, no cash bail, so that poor people are not just constantly being jailed for being poor, while anybody with any means or access to them gets to walk away and live their life until their day in court. So this runs counter to that. Um, Okay, the, it also says timely notice and opportunity to take part in public proceedings, like court proceedings. Generally speaking, that has not, woo, reasonable protection from the accused, right to refuse discovery requests made by the accused. Hmm? I find. Part of me finds this troubling. I am all for victims' rights. In fact, the first time I ever served on a board of directors was the, on the board of directors of the Center for Victims of Violent Crime, a center set up because the victims have no standing in court so that the Center for Victims was there to, you know, help 
a victim through the process and the reality that they didn't have much to do with it. Um, I don't know. I, 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 geez, I'd like to know more about that. Um, and so, Kurt, thank you for sending it. Don't have a clue. Um, I'm no lawyer. But maybe we could uh, get somebody to talk to us about that. Maybe wait until closer to Election Day. I don't know. But, yeah. We have a call. Uh, caller, go ahead, please. They hung up. Okay, goodbye. Best story uh, yesterday was, of course, the fact that the guy who founded uh, one of the nation's biggest conversion therapy ministries, in other words, we'll pray the gay out of you, um, has uh, come out. <laughs> Shocking. No. Uh, yeah, so the guy who whose organization tortured so many poor gay people, uh, his particular scam was called Hope for Wholeness. And uh, he's admitted he's gay. This is where the Shakespearean line, uh, methinks he doth protest too much, this is where when people are incredibly homophobic, I almost always think they're gay. And they're self-loathing and can't deal with it, so they just turn. Anytime someone is this freaked about homosexuality, usually it's because they are fighting themselves. I mean, how many times do we have to find out that anti-gay, homophobic, Republican office holders turn out to be gay? Hmm? How many? You tell me. Or the Catholic Church for that matter. So now the guy says conversion therapy is not just a lie, but it's very harmful. Yeah. Uh... 18 states and Washington, uh, D.C. ban it for minors. Um, I don't know if Pennsylvania is one of these states. I believe the city of Pittsburgh has banned it, so it can't happen here in the city, but um, don't know. Not sure about any of that. That was my favorite. Um, here's another bizarro one. I am avoiding uh, the horror in the Bahamas because I don't know what to say. And I am avoiding the horror, the local story of the little girl who was abducted and whose body has been found in a neighboring county, little two-year-old. Um, because, again, I don't know what to say. Um, there's so much suffering in this world. But here's one I enjoy, kind of. So I'm looking at a picture of a happy couple, and who can blame them? Because they won, and this is like three years ago, they won... A half a million dollars in a scratch-off lottery ticket. 500000 in a Michigan lottery. And boy, did this come at the right time because they had, lost, they had recently had their car repossessed. They had received an eviction notice. They were so down and out. And then, bango, $500,000 drops into Stephanie... And what's his name's Mitchell's uh, lap. Okay, that was three years ago. Where are they today? They're sitting in a county jail in Michigan because they went on a what the police are calling a brazen 
months-long burglary spree targeting houses all around uh, northern uh, Michigan. I mean, what is the... Whatever. I guess, you know, winning the lottery doesn't change who you are, I guess, is uh, what that means. And it's just another version of the lottery curse where so many people who have uh, come into um, tons of money through lottery wins have have ended up dead or jailed or blow through like $20 million in a day or two. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it is not something you would want. I think a, a good lottery win is like maybe at most 100000 You know, something that just gives you a little cushion and doesn't totally mess you up and doesn't bring everybody. And if you're a sober person, you would just put away, right? But most people aren't sober. Uh a guy who won the California lottery, got $19 million, and um, he ended up robbing banks. <laughs> well, what happens is a lot of people, if they have an addiction problem to start with, I mean, this guy had a Coke habit, and so he, $19 million went up his nose. And then he had to start robbing banks. Another Michigan uh, winner uh, was charged with murder two years after winning over $3 million. Also had a coke addiction. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know. I've never in my life bought a lottery ticket and I never will. It's one of those things that, like, I've never been to Las Vegas, and I never will. I hate going into a casino. They make my skin crawl. I've been in the one here once against my will and couldn't get out fast enough. We have a caller. Caller, go ahead, please. Hi, Lynn. Hello. Yes, hello. 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 Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, go. Okay. I said hello, you didn't hear me, I guess. You were talking about people who are homophobic. I I think some down, some down, down the road, you're going to find out Mike Pence is uh, gay. Well, wouldn't surprise me. He fits the criteria, all that. Yeah. Passing laws and is just hiding behind that religion. The whole thing, it just, I think he's a suspect of that. I really do. I don't know why. Just, yeah, well, no, he why is. Why would I'm, you care what other people are doing? <laughs> I mean, why would you care that much? You might not like it or, you know, whatever, but it doesn't affect your life, so why do you worry about it so much? Well. I never could understand <clears throat> that. Well, much of this, of that. okay, m- lot of people, it's because their religion has taught them that. Yeah, so right. religions are almost all homophobic, right? Almost all. Right. <clears throat> and it's a homophobia that has split so many uh, churches, mainstream Protestant churches, and um, because it's such a basic part of uh, of their, I guess, belief system. I, just another reason not to swallow any of it. Anyway, I'm looking at a picture of Mike Pence shaking the hand of the head of Ireland, uh, and standing next to the head of Ireland is his husband. (laughs) You have to love this picture. Yeah. So Pence had to shake the guy's hand, and he's probably thinking, God, i got to go wash my hands. So this is in Dublin. Yeah, this is in Dublin. You know, this is where Pence is staying 200 miles away at Trump's hotel and has to fly back and forth to meetings in Dublin because he, right. he needs to line uh, his boss's pockets. Ay, 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 ay. But I hear you. Okay, Mike Pence. That's the next. That's the one we're waiting to hear about. Yeah. Yeah, thank but, you. And another thing. Yeah. You were talking about the election. 
let's just hope it's not a close election. Because if it's not, then it won't matter as much about all that. But if it's a close election, you know what's how it's going to turn out. Well, we just got to hope it's a blowout against Trump. I, mean, I am going to have to be heavily sedated uh, that that evening and the next day. I just yeah, want you to know. Yeah, it's going to be good. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Bye. Okay. Thank Bye. you. Yeah, thank Bye. you. Bye. Um, so, you know, Pence is not the only one who's gone out of his way to line Trump's pockets. Of the 32 people who have served in Trump's cabinet, there's been some turnover there. There have been 32 people who have, for however long, been in the cabinet. Minimally, 24 of the 32 have been have spent money at the Trump Hotel in D.C. Um, there's somebody who actually monitors it. Um, and that doesn't include all his other properties. Um, now, because there was a great deal of... Um, criticism of Pence staying at Trump's place, which was nowhere near where he was supposed to be. He insisted that his, well, his spokesperson insisted that Pence was paying the expenses for himself, his wife, and his mom, who's traveling with him. Uh, so taxpayer dollars were not being spent. So it's his own personal money that's going into Trump's pocket. However, the vice president, which is what Pence is, doesn't travel alone. He's traveling with a slew of Secret Service, other people in his entourage, his aides, is this. And I got news for you, the taxpayers are paying all of that right into Donald Trump's pocket. Pence has a brother, Greg, who is a congressman from Indiana. And uh, he's a big spender at Trump's hotel. Uh, he has spent more than $45,000 of his own. This is, you give what you have to to keep the big guy happy. Um... It should not surprise you to know that the House Judiciary Committee has announced that it intends to investigate <laughs> how Trump appears to be driving business to his properties and seeking to enrich himself and his family by virtue of his position which, of course, is in direct violation of the Constitution of the United States and the Emoluments Clause, not to mention even the most cursory uh, kind of ethical review. Oh, God. I guess sort of good news, Walmart, which is a behemoth, uh, in this country, um, <clears throat> announcing that it will not sell any more ammo for assault rifles. It stopped selling assault rifles two years ago. Um, and it says it will have a new policy and it's weird because his policy does not prevent people from walking into a... If, you, if a Walmart is in a state that has is an open carry state, uh, then, you know, people can walk into a Walmart carrying an AK-47 right out there. You don't have to, like, pull it out from under your coat. No. And apparently this has happened quite a bit since the recent spate 
of mass killings. People walking into these public places with their guns and their and and scary, scary, scary guns, just to make the point that they can. There have been uh, stampedes of terrified shoppers when one of these SOBs parades around with his AK or AR, whatever the hell they are. Um, so Walmart is going to um, ask. <laughs> it's going to ask its customers not to carry weapons into its stores. And it says here that the move to discourage Americans from openly bringing firearms into the stores, which other companies like Starbucks and Target have taken in recent years, could prove challenging and divisive it says that Walmart's going to have to train its workers to requ- on how to approach somebody who's openly carrying in their store to request them to leave. Now, I don't know about you, but with what Walmart pays people, you couldn't pay me enough if I were a Walmart, Walmart employee to be expected to walk up to some jerk carrying a weapon of mass destruction and asking him to please leave. <laughs> no. Because those guys, how do you know who's the good guy and who's the bad? They all look the same to me. White guys with guns. So Walmart says it would respectfully be requesting that customers not bring their weapons along while they shop unless they are concealed. (laughs) So anytime you're in a Walmart, God knows how many people around there have guns on them and other stuff, or anytime you're anywhere in this country. Unbelievable. You know, um, Dave Chappelle has a new, uh, uh, what do you call it, a concert uh, video out. Um, It's on Netflix. He's been getting a lot of pushback because he's, it's totally politically incorrect. He makes fun of, there's no way anyone can sit through it without being offended at some point. I've watched it twice. And I have to admit, I I laughed uproariously the second time. The first time I was sort of stunned at some of it. And then I watched it again with a friend, a gay friend, a feminist friend. And she laughed through the whole thing, too. One of the reasons she's my friend. And believe me, there's plenty in it to offend gays um, and women and uh, white folks, and uh, just about anybody. But I think it's funny. But one of the things he, he says, and it's something I have been saying forever, and I see it popping up more and more. You know how black people save this country all the time, black voters And, you know, when Democrats don't win, it's blamed on not enough black voters came out to save us from ourselves. They don't ever mention all the friggin' whites who voted for Trump. No, it's not enough black people voted for Hillary or something. So it's their fault. They constantly save this country. So... Here, I've been saying this is what you got to do. Whenever you see these people carrying this heavy armor and equipment, 
They're white, right? You don't see black people walking around with AR-47s or whatever the fuck they are. You don't. So what Dave Chappelle suggests, and what I absolutely concur with, is that what we got to do, and I know it's scary for them because they get shot by police when they're carrying a friggin' cell phone or a lollipop or nothing at all. But in open carry states, if more, if black men... Black women, too. Get on it. You start saying, yeah, Second Amendment. Yeah, Second Amendment. You do it. You join the NRA. You start opening, open carrying. And let me tell you, all them white folks who think it's a great idea are going to think twice. All of a sudden, you want gun control? As soon as black Americans arm themselves to the teeth and show they're armed to the teeth, because they're Americans and they can, all of these NRA Second Amendment jerks are going to freak out, right? Tell me that's not true. Seriously. Just saying. Okay. So, um, I don't know if I told you this before. Another thing uh, Dave Chappelle says is he says, man, you know, the opioid epidemic looks exactly like the crack epidemic. Same people nodding off on street corners and dying and and ODing left and right. The only difference is, of course, the crack epidemic, they were black. So no one gave a shit. This time the epidemic is white folks. So now, help! We have a crisis. We have a healthcare crisis. Crisis. Everyone man the fort, blah, 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 because it's white people. Anyway, so these cases are starting to yield money. And I just, I don't know if you had the same question I did, because I did have the question. So in Oklahoma, they just, uh, what, they got Johnson & Johnson was told to shell out, what was it? Uh, half a billion dollars, more than half a billion, 572 million. Uh, and I thought, great, yay. But then the other question that occurred to me is, where does that money go? And do you know what? It doesn't go, I mean, I'm thinking it should go to the families, it should go to stopping, uh, uh, you know, prevention, it should go to um, clinics, it should, whatever. It doesn't. Nobody's saying, I. it doesn't. There was an earlier uh, opioid settlement in West Virginia. That state brought brought a case. And as that case was self settled and uh and the judges you know awarded damages in west virginia the the state just took the money and you know i don't know probably it, it that's not why you bring these cases you got to have it go to what it was meant to do you know when big tobacco uh finally got uh got a judgment against it in, in 1998. 46 states were part of that uh, agreement. Um, the industry had to pay out $125 billion to the states. And almost none of it was spent on public health related to tobacco use. Next to none of it. 
in New York State, some of the money went to a public golf course. Alabama installed security cameras in schools. North Carolina dedicated a portion of the money to t- for subsidies for tobacco companies. You can't make it up. Just saying. Hey, tomorrow, going to have a guest. This is a woman who's teaching a course um, about how to lose your Pittsburgh accent. So we're going to be... Uh, we're going to be talking about the Pittsburgh accent and uh, what it constitutes and if you want to, how the hell to get rid of it, which is actually a good professional move because in some quarters uh, it would really be something that would stand in the way of getting where you want to go. And that's true of other accents as well, but the Pittsburgh accent in particular is, uh, I'm here to tell you, horrific. Okay? So it's actually a class at CCAC. And we'll have the uh, teacher tomorrow. Have a good one. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.